This podcast is brought to you by Cross Catholic Outreach. Last year, Cross Catholic Outreach provided over 30 million meals to families in need around the world. Join us in our global effort to reduce material and spiritual poverty. Learn more at crosscatholic.org bless. Finding someone on an online Catholic dating site shouldn't be like shopping for a blender. So why do most dating sites leave you feeling like you're shopping for a spouse? At Catholic Singles, we connect members through our unique user polls and activities, which help you discover other members and their personalities and interests. Because you're a person, not a profile picture. So stop shopping and start discerning. Trust your love story to the original Catholic dating site and use the promo code BREADBOX at checkout for 20% off at catholicsingles.com. Judy Hare was a bankrupt, homeless, drug-addicted college dropout on the brink of divorce, but is now a seminary graduate and devoted wife and mother of four children. What happened? Find out in her autobiography, Shattered, How God Restored My Heart and Life. Her journey of faith has been called brutally honest, truly inspiring, profound, heartbreaking, and life-changing. Shattered is available now for only $15 on her website, judyhair.com, on amazon.com, or at your local Catholic bookstore. As Judy says, it is never too late to become the person you deserve and desire to be. So stop wishing for change and start doing something about it by reserving your copy of Shattered today. Welcome to Journey with Judy, a weekly podcast filled with faith-infused inspiration, information, and an opportunity for implementation. Now, here is speaker, coach, author, and host, Judy Hare. Hello, thank you for choosing to Journey with Judy on the Journey with Judy podcast. I am your host, Judy Hare. I come to you again in the year of 2020 praying for perfect vision, greater clarity in every and all aspects of our life. Our topic this evening is dumber than a sheep. So the real deal is we just all need a shepherd and Jesus is the very good shepherd that we all so desperately need. So thank you for joining me on the Journey with Judy podcast. So I have had the privilege of speaking since about 2008, and long before that, I was a lover of gifts. I was a lover of gifts, getting them, loved, loved, loved them, giving them, I loved just as much, and so I always took it so seriously when someone gave me a gift. So one of the first gifts I got when I started in the speaking circuit, uh, giving my personal testimony, was a gift that came in this little box, and the person who gave it to me said, I mean, there was like this whole 10 minute uh, preface of this is this gift. I immediately thought of you. It was so perfect. I had to purchase it. Couldn't wait to give it to you. And so I opened it up and it was this little sheep. And I thought, well, isn't that cute, right? That's cute. 
So I had no idea what the significance of a sheep was. So of course, rather than go to scripture, I asked Siri or Google or somebody. So I Googled what a sheep was, what, what the significance of a sheep was. And the first thing that popped up was, it is the dumbest animal ever created. So in that moment, I thought, is this a, do I say thank you? I mean, clearly if she's, a, it was the perfect gift for me and sheep are associated with being dumb and really, really dumb. I, I found that really interesting. Here's what I know. I know now what she meant by what she gave, because really what she was saying is I was the lost sheep and that Jesus went and sought me and found me. So uh, initially it was kind of like, well, how dumb are they? So I thought I would share with you how dumb sheep are. So let me give you some facts about some sheep. So they are the dumbest of all animals. They are helpless, hopeless. They are timid, feeble. They require meticulous care and they have little means of defense. Now, some of those things have been synonymous with Judy Hare, so it still kind of relates. The most important thing is they need a shepherd. So when I think of a shepherd, I think of Psalm 23. So not sure your understanding of scripture, my experience has been I've re read and seen Psalm 23 more often at a funeral. On the, on the backside of a prayer card, I have seen Psalm 23. And so what's so crazy is it seems to be more about a psalm that comforts the dying. When I unpacked it, I'm convinced it's really relevant for the living. Because if Jesus is the good shepherd who leads and guides and protects and provides, then why wouldn't we want to know about this now rather than after when we need him to do those same things, comforting us um, in, the, in the loss of a loved one? So here's the thing about sheep. And maybe you could just give me a little hand up if, this, if the, any of this relates. Okay, so sheep go the wrong way. Sheeps are unaware of the dangers at hand. Sheeps have nibbled themselves off the side of a mountain. They will eat and drink disastrous things. They live in a rut. They live in a rut unless they are personally led to different pastures. They fall easily prey to other animals. They are defenseless without a shepherd. And if you can't relate to any of those, I know you can relate to this. They can become downtrodden, panic, and die. Like literally, they can be so sad so downcast that they just die. The bottom line is the absolute necessity of a sheep is that a good shepherd, a good shepherd, I think they're all good to some degree, absolutely takes care of them. So the thing about sheep, my friends, is they need to be free from hunger, they need to be free from fear, they need to be free from friction. And it also says free from nose pests. Now here's the thing about hunger, okay? We hunger and we thirst for the word of God. That is what satisf satisfies our most insatiable desires. Just like a sheep, we need to be free from hunger. Free from fear, we, we, you've heard me say this 8 million times, fear, false evidence appearing real. We typically are most fearful when we are living in the past or the future, those two places we cannot control, 
right? If we're going to be free from friction, that means we forgive. It means we reconcile. It means we love and pray for our enemies. And it means we have an attitude like the good shepherd. And last, it says it's free from pests. I'll just let you think of whoever you want to as you hear that, because I'm pretty sure you can think of some people. So here's Psalm 23 for those of you who are not familiar with it. I have a couple different versions of Psalm 23. You've heard me say that there is, you know, there's a Catholic Bible. There's many other translations of, of the word of God. And I have found that sometimes looking at other translations, it helps me understand on a deeper level what other translations might be harder to understand. And so here is what this, this, this Psalm says. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. He gives me everything I need. He lets me lie down in fields of grass and he leads me behind quiet waters. He gives me new strength and he guides me to the right places in order for him to be honored. And even though I walk through the darkest valley, I am not afraid because the shepherd is with me. He protects me with his rod and staff and he comforts me. I love this. He prepares a feast for me right in front of my enemies. He pours oil on my head. It was so sweaty today. I think it might have happened actually. It was just glistening everywhere. Pours oil on my head and my cup runneth over. It says that surely goodness and love will follow us all the days of our life until we are in the house of the Lord. So, so here's what this says. It says, he tends to us. He leads us. He guides us. He feeds us. He provides for us. There's another version of this scripture where there is one, two, three, four. There's almost 12 times it says, I, me, and my, right? He's my shepherd. He leads me. He restores my life. I walk. I used to think I, me, myself, and I were the Trinity, right? I thought me, myself, and I were the Trinity. What I love about this psalm is it's talking about all of that. Me, myself, and I, when we are being led and fed and protected and provided for, we show up and receive far more than we ever thought was in store. So the thing about this psalm is it makes it clear that he gives us everything we need, right? There's nothing better than being in a place of abundance, being coming from a place of gratitude, because what we do when we're grateful is we recognize that we have all we need, physically, emotionally, financially. We have everything we need because it says right here, he gives us everything. He, he tends to the deepest desires of our soul. That's what this psalm says. It says he leads me be, be, beside still waters so he can tend to me, give me the time I need, in which case then I can turn and proceed, right, to the path at hand, to the, to the place he has called me to go next. It says he guides us and gives us new strength. So guides us on a new path, gives us the strength we need to tread that path. In other words, he is regularly restoring. Like 
all the time, every time. We talked a few weeks ago how, about how you don't wear him out. He's not like the people in your life that say you're too much, like I can't handle you. He is always restoring, not one time, every time. It says, even though we walk through the darkest alley, we are not afraid. Right? Scripture says 365 times, don't be afraid. Be not afraid. If we are filled with faith and hope and trust, fear is not an option. The other thing I love about this psalm is it says how he protects and defends. There's so many of us who have like put this hedge of protection around us. We've put it around our lives and our hearts. God says, just put it around your mind, right? Just put it around your mind so all that goes in there comes from me and every single thought gets held captive so you can make sure that you know that you know that it's truth with a capital T because it came from me. So this thing about protecting and defending if we really believe that God is protecting and we really trust that he will defend us, if God is for us, then it matters not, scripture says, who might be against us. I love that. See, it says he prepares this feast so all my enemies can see that, that I, that we, that you have been anointed and chosen and blessed abundantly because you chose to follow me. That's what he says. He says, I'll make a feast for your enemy so they can see that I blessed you abundantly. The last line says that I am sure, I am sure that goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. See, this, there's this thing about Jesus is that he chases us. He follows us. Like he's always, always there, whether we decide he is or not. Whether we respond to the invitation, it is this ever-present invitation. Not for humiliation, rather for reconciliation. That's the invitation. It's without expiration. And it's always available for us to receive. So if we were asking the good shepherd to provide for us, what's so cool about this good shepherd is, he says, I am the good shepherd. I am. Like, I am the one who will protect and provide and lead and guide. Nobody else gets to do that but me. So if I'm the good shepherd, here's what I do. I lay down my life for you. This is what's so crazy about the good shepherd. So what's interesting is there's a, there's a lot of different names for Jesus. And one of them is Jehovah Raha. Jehovah Raha. That's the Hebrew. And it stands for the, 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 the provider. Like he tends to, he's your companion. So if he's this good shepherd, and again, keep circling back in your mind to what a shepherd does. He knows his sheep. They know his voice. It says in Psalm 23, I won't want, I won't fear, because I know that you always draw near. I have so much rhyming in the podcast tonight. I can't even stand it. Here's what it says, that we are in need 
of a shepherd because if we don't realize and recognize this need that we have, that's what makes us dumb. Right? Jesus literally referred to us as his sheep. And I don't think he meant dumb at all. What Jesus did when he told stories was he told a story in a parable, which is a short story that people of that his time would be able to relate to. And so we talked about sheeps and shepherd because it is a language and a story that they are living out, recognizing that a shepherd is always tending to his sheep. And if he doesn't, they go astray. If he doesn't, they fall prey. If he doesn't, they literally nibble themselves off the side of a mountaintop. They're seen as defenseless. And this real thing that resonates is they get stuck in a rut. They'll just keep staying in the same space and place forever until somebody literally, the shepherd, comes and turns them in a different direction. You know that hook, you know what that hook is that the, the uh, if you're a Catholic, our bishops carry a staff and the purpose of that staff, it has so many purposes, the hook on it is to, is to bring them back when they've gone this way. It, the other way they use it is it's to block them from going somewhere they're not supposed to go. And interestingly enough, a fun fact is when a bishop is holding that staff, I actually have one, I could have brought it on the call. When the hook is out, it means the bishop, when it's facing out, it means the bishop is out of his diocese. And when it's facing in, as he carries it, it means he is, he is serving, preaching, prophesying within his own diocese. So the reality is the shepherd is the one who helps us deal with anxiety. He is the one who protects our heart and our mind. He is the one who brings this perfect peace because he tends to, he feeds, he guides, he leads, he restores, and he provides. So here's the three P's of the Psalm. If you're taking notes, the three P's of the 23rd Psalm are provide, preserve, and protect. Psalm 23 reminds us over and over that he does these things. He provides, he preserves, and he protects. Verses one through three say, I am a God of provision. There's no need, there's no want that I can't fill. Just lie down. Just be still. And allow me to lead you and restore you. Only his provision can satisfy this. See, we're always looking outside of ourselves to people, places, things, and stuff to satisfy what only his provision can provide. Verses four and five say, I, I am a good shepherd and I am a shepherd who protects. He is the good shepherd, the God of protection. So regardless of how dangerous it looks, we are called to fear not one thing. 
not just nothing, I mean not one single thing, because his rod and his staff protect us, and when we're in that hedge of protection, that's when he blesses us, protects us, reminds us that we are chosen. For the longest time, my kids could not leave the home without me blessing them. Still, when they come home, before they leave, I bless them. Before they ever played sports, anytime they ever went on the field of competitive play, I would bless them. And the one time I didn't, my daughter tore her meniscus. And to this day, she says, it is because I did not give her the blessing of provision and protection. And lastly, the three P is he is the good shepherd of preservation. That's what verse six says, preservation. He is a God who preserves. Like he restores what's lost. He preserves what's good. Like so many of us get so tripped up on, well, this is what I did, so this is who I am. No, no. He preserves what is good and holy and noble and right and pure and true. Because we don't see it, we don't believe it, and we can't conceive it doesn't make it any less true because he says, I preserve it. And if you allow me, my mercy and my goodness will follow you all the days of your life. So he is the good shepherd and you lack nothing. He will protect and provide, he will lead, he will guide, he will walk above, below, and beside. So, my friends, if you feel dumb as dumber, you know that expression, dumber than a stump? I think it really tonight is, if you feel as dumb as a sheep, the good news is you have access to the good and you are tended to and fed, guided and led. You are protected and restored and never, ever ignored. And that, my friends, is the good news of the gospel. Thank you for choosing the journey with Judy. It is never too late to be who God has called you to be. And I invite you without any expectation to an invitation, without any expiration to connect with me in how, whatever way, works for you. Call me, text me, send up a smoke signal or connect with me on all social media platforms. Until we meet again, God bless. Amen and amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of Journey with Judy. To learn more about Judy's coaching ministry, receive a complimentary session and other services she offers, visit judyhair.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. And remember, it's never too late to be who God called you to be. Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation, but not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, Hollow is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel to the rosary to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Hollow is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. It is free to download and has permanently free content 
but you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk-free, by signing up at www.holo.app breadbox.